0: Super cool! Hey everyone, before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. Hello everyone. I am Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check this out. I got a really great guest with me for this episode. He is a world-class writer, producer, arranger, engineer, mixer, and musician who has collaborated with many incredible musicians, including Sheila E., Stevie Wonder, Ringo Starr, Usher, Snoop Dogg, just to name a few. Please welcome Michael Gabriel woo What's up, everybody? It's good
1: to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Matthew.
0: Of course. I really appreciate uh, you uh, taking the time for this interview. I really appreciate it. And I definitely... I, I got some cool things I think we're going to discuss. I think it's going to be really good.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for it, man. I, I did
0: want to start with this because I know from what I've read that you're... With your music, your own uh, solo material, that you're really breaking barriers with your music. So, how would you describe your vision and ideas of music?
1: Oh, man. You know, so that gets kind of deep. Uh, music to me, and I'm sure you probably agree with this, it's a universal language, right? Yes. It's a it... form of human expression. You know, it's in, and it's, you know, it, it, that alone is a barrier breaker, right? Because it doesn't matter if it's even in a language you understand, if you can feel it, if, if you're, if if you can feel what that other person was trying to translate to you, it doesn't matter what language, what genre, what type of instruments, it's it, it it can it can touch people's soul, you know. Um so for me and my music it's it's just that I I write a lot thinking in terms of feeling and sentiment. You know, so things like genre it's a multi the, the album I released is called Genesis. Um, It's a multi-genre album, and and part of the reason for that is because um, I think of genre in the same sense that I think of, like, an instrument. It's just another tool for that human expression, you know? Um, So, you know, like, in certain genres, lean towards, you know, certain feelings and emotions maybe a little more so than others. So um, to be able to explore that was really kind of important uh, for me with this record.
0: It definitely, I really picked up on it. And before I talk about uh, the new album, I did want to say like, you were very right. I've I've said this in multiple interviews, you know, throughout the seasons, that music is a universal language. I've talked to so many musicians who've toured, you know, in Europe or in um, Asia, and they're like, the people are singing music, you know, the lyrics back to them. And they say it's just an incredible experience. They, you know, they don't uh necessarily know English but they can sing the lyrics back to you and they said it's a mind-blowing
1: experience yeah it's, there's nothing like it it's a, it's a form of you know uh just unifying people in a moment you know from all walks of life it's just so cool
0: oh it, it definitely is and I did want to as I said talk yeah. about the the new album which is Genesis it released back in August so for you how you know to come up with these different styles and uh, genres of like each song is very different. Obviously you're, you're leaning more on a lot of different emotions throughout this whole album. I know some songs have like kind of that pop kind of sound, but also some songs you can really rock as well. So how was it writing and recording the album?
1: Uh, It it was, it was a journey, you know, it really, it really was a journey for me. Um, The whole thing about, Uh, this project is I didn't, it didn't fully materialize until, you know, partway through the pandemic. I think like a lot of musicians, you know, you really started, I don't know if you want to call it soul searching or just maybe exploring sort of some new things that uh, maybe you wanted to do, but you haven't done. You know, I've been in this industry for quite some time, but it's always been uh, lifting somebody else up or lifting somebody else's project up you know and so during the pandemic i started thinking it was like okay i i have like hundreds of songs that i've just written because i'm i'm, I'm an engineer by trade first and i'm a, I'm a writer as well you know and I, i've been writing you know ever since ever since i was a child you know and so being able to formulate these musical ideas and put them in a in a collection was really important for me you know in in the form of an album but not only that but I wanted to have a story to tell. It wasn't just enough for me to be uh, to say, hey, let's take these 12 songs and throw them on a record and you know together. Um, I really wanted to have a concept. So for me, <clears throat> this album is cu- titled Genesis. Um, the name Genesis means origin. And so this album kind of it's uh, speaks a- towards, the revelations of my own spiritual and musical journey and especially sonically in terms of sounds that have inspired me to become the artist and musician that I am today i like to rock out i like a little bit of the pop vibe i like a I like a little bit of this a little bit of that you know um, and then at the same time it's uh it's a uh, the whole album the concept of the album is is a biblical allegory as well so it it's i love polysemantic ideas i love uh uh, symbolism. I love, you know, stories and ideas and albums and concepts with more than one meaning. You know, it's a, there's a little bit more to chew on that way, and that's interesting to me. So that's that's what this album is about.
0: Well, I really, I really like how you explain that, too. And, you know, listening to to the album a few times, I always, like, picked up, like, different things. Like, you know, every song I listen to, if I listen to it again, I'm like, well, oh, I, I didn't notice that the first time where I picked up this. Now, sure. re-listening to it And I think that that is really cool. Now, for you, was it a different experience? Like As you said, you've worked, you know, you've you've collaborated with uh, different people, you've helped build up other people. So now to focus on your own solo material, was this a different experience for you?
1: Uh, You know, I've always been doing this kind of on and off, I just never fully committed to it, you know, so it was always something that was Um, kind of on my heart to do for, I mean, that's the whole reason I got into the whole music thing in the first place was because I wanted to be able to express my musical ideas and have it sound sonically, you know, like the records that I was listening to. That's one of the reasons I I got into uh, record engineering and, and mixing and mastering and all that was because it's like, okay, I have this idea, but when I recorded on my eight track tape recorder, it doesn't quite sound like this record that I've listened to in the past. And so how does, what's the science behind that, you know? And so I've been doing this, I I got into it selfishly for selfish reasons for, for myself to be able to write and record my own musical ideas. And then I accidentally sort of uh, started a career in this and, and was have been doing it for, you know, other people for, you know, countless years so um it wasn't um there there was a deep sense of you know satisfaction and gratification and knowing that you know okay this is at labor intensive but it's something for me you know which is nice for a change
0: it, it is uh, especially with the um the pandemic as you said um it allowed many people to like kind of focus on um you know doing stuff that they really had their heart set on but never had the time for right obviously with you know the pandemic the world not as active as it was that um people are starting to do like i saw there's so much like solo material coming out around that time and like they yeah and the people i've talked to like yeah i finally had time to to actually you know do this so for you did you start this like during the pandemic or was this already planned before
1: um, so I started thinking about, I mean, I've been thinking about this for years, you know, putting out a record, but it, again, going back to the concept it was, it was really important for me to like, have a sense of direction, you know, cause once you develop a, a concept and it's, it's more fleshed out, it just, everything is easier. The songwriting is easier. The process is easier. Um, you know, just every, it, it just feels like you switched on autopilot almost. Um, because you have a you have a sense of direction, and I feel like that was important. And so that sense of direction didn't um, come into full form until yeah, probably the beginning of this year. Um, so I'd been thinking about it and writing songs, you know, all the way through the pandemic and before that, you know. I, so I, I, I tease, I you know, I have like hundreds of songs in my in my catalog that I'm just trying to find a home for. So this record was kind of like the first step in that. So it's like half, uh, material that I've just had written already prior to, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to do a record. And then the other half is all new stuff, you know, that I, that I wrote, you know, during the pandemic or, you know, during, you know, or, or after I committed to, okay, I'm doing this record for real. And, uh, here's the concept, here's the idea. So let's go.
0: And totally. And that is that is really awesome, especially I like um, you know, for you. And, and it definitely sounds like a lot easier for you to uh, get your, you know, get everything straight and, you know, how you wanted the songs to go and then go into the studio. Because once you've already got it down, like, as you said, it's just like autopilot, you're just you're just doing like already what's planned. It's it's a lot easier for you. And um, to me, it probably probably was a better experience and a lot more enjoyable for you.
1: Uh, yeah, but there was a lot of spontaneity too, you know, because, um, I'm not, I'm not sure if you know this, but it's, it was just me in the studio, you know, um, I, everything that you hear on the record, uh, all the instruments, everything, um, it's, it's just me. And, you know, part of that is, um, born out of necessity and, uh, A little bit of impatience you know when i have a musical idea i just need to get it out you know right then there's no time to you know think or plan or you know and it's like i okay this is exactly the way that i'm hearing it so i'm just gonna lay it down and uh you know um so that that's what you hear on the record i think that is i did not know that but it it, that is very
0: cool that like all the songs this whole album is it's purely you you know from every aspect it is purely michael Gabriel. Yeah. Yep. So I, I I did want to talk about um. So like since all these songs, they're, as I said, and as you said, they're they're very different um. Genre, like they all tell very different stories. They have different um music uh, genre and aspects to them. So for you, like, what is your writing process like? Like, how do you how do you build a song? Like, how do you how do you develop your ideas?
1: So um, growing up, I was always told if you can sing it, if you can hum it, then you can play it. So a lot of the ideas you will just start with me just mouthing something, an idea, and sometimes it's like a guitar riff, sometimes it's a bass line, sometimes it's you know a vocal melody or uh, you know, um, and then I it, it's not all the time that it happens that way, but then you get in the studio and you just start experimenting. Um, and so you know it it, it and sometimes you go through you know the process of just like exploring on your instrument as well, whether it be guitar or, or piano. Um, but that's generally how most of the songs kind of came to be. In um, other times um, it's, it's just, you're going after a feeling like you, you, you're not even thinking about notes or chords or arrangement Even you're just, you're just thinking about, okay, what is this emotion that I, that I am trying to capture and what's the best way to express that, you know? So like, let there be light, Uh, which is uh, one of the singles off, one one of the first songs on the record and one of the singles that are out right now. Um, That was written in like 30 minutes. Um, You know, in a a way, I felt like I was in the studio late at night and you just kind of, your mind is already in a foggy kind of weird place because it's late, you know, And uh, but then you have this kind of stroke of genius, like, oh, wait, that's it, you know? And so I was playing this guitar riff and then I was like, okay, I, I can't, take it any further until I lay down the drum so I went over to the drum set laid that down and then you know it was just kind of a snowball effect and uh, you know so it's it's a little uh, there's no like one patent answer to that it's a lot of different things but I think that's what's make that's what makes it fun
0: it definitely sounds like that Um, and to have just that uh, that stroke of inspiration where um, you know stuff starts clicking you know it I, I get that sometimes it's like if I'm writing like questions or notes for my interview, like it's like two or three in the morning and I'm like a kind of asleep, but not, you know, still partially awake. And I go, I finally figured out how I'm going to like my intro or how I'm going to start this yeah. interview. So that I have like a notebook next to my bed. because I They say like that's down. so
1: important to to like, you know, when you have those ideas to like archive them, write them down, you know, notate them somehow, whether it's a notepad or a voice recorder on your phone or, you know, whatever it is. Um, because a lot of times we think, "Oh, I'll remember that. I'll I'll jot it down in the morning." Or, "Yeah, I'll do that." And then you wake up and you're like, "Wait, what was that? I feel like it, I had a really good idea. I was onto something, but I just I I can't quite remember it." The same way it seems so clear at the time that I had the idea.
0: Exactly, and that's why like I used to be like, "Oh, I, I'll remember it," and then like you know next day or even just ten minutes later, I go, "Oh, what was that idea?" So right now. I I write down every like if I have any good idea I I do it either do it right away I write it down right away I do something Uh, for that I remember.
1: You should see me in the grocery store. I'm just like humming in my phone as I'm like my grabbing things and putting them in my grocery cart and getting weird looks.
0: (laughs) It's all about making music though. That's the thing. That's what Uh, it's about. That's right. And I did want to talk about uh, I've talked to other people who released um albums and uh they say it's very important for like, the track listing for that the music flows. How was it putting together a track list for Genesis?
1: <laughs> oh, so that was so fun. So just to kind of touch on that a, a little bit. I know I mentioned the and it, it this isn't, you know, solely the only way to look at the record but from an uh allegorical perspective the first couple tracks um and and i didn't come to this revelation till like you know partway through you know sometimes i i like to describe uh being a songwriter and especially like you mentioned like the track listing it can feel a lot like you're a sculptor you know kind of um uncovering whatever it is beneath you know your 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 uh marble stone or you know whatever it is you know so you're chiseling away at different parts of your creation to uncover what's underneath um so the first couple tracks are from the perspective of god and the uh like uh madam i madam and radioactive girl those are from the perspective of humanity And and then it's just kind of a blend from that point on. And there's kind of an interplay that goes back and forth between the tracks. So that's kind of the story. Uh, But then sonically, you know, I knew how I wanted the record to start. You know, I like going to concerts where, like, it's a big opening in the beginning, right? And you just feel fired up, right? But you can't stay there the whole time. You know, there has to be hills and valleys. So it kind of ramps up. And then it kind of comes down and it tapers off. And then we ramp up again. And, you know, so it, it was it's important, I feel like, to, you know, you, you're, you're almost like a roller coaster engineer, you know, when you're coming up with that track listing. So it was it was fun. Um, I'm happy with the way that it turned out. And uh, I hope people enjoy it.
0: You know, the way you um, describe that, uh, kind of the, the track listing, like the, the thoughts that go into it, it makes like from listing the album, it makes a lot more, like, it makes a lot of sense Yeah. Uh, with what you're, you know, what you were trying to do and, you know, mm-hmm. that you accomplished it, but you're, you're very right. I know for people for like, you know, live shows and albums, you got to get the person uh, hyped up, but then, then you can kind of go, you know, go through the hills and valleys, right. but it's very important. And it's a very lasting uh, impression. If you start off very impactful right away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 those are my favorite concerts. Anyway, you know, um, that you just start off like, you know, just right out the gate. You know, sixty miles an hour, hundred twenty miles an hour. You know, whatever.
0: That's right. I, I love it too. I was, I was at a punk show uh, a few days ago, and, uh, they, they, you know, they, they go pretty much full tilt the whole time, but they definitely start off very fast to begin. They with.
1: Ma- they make, make it a count. Thing. They try to get your attention. I oh, think that's, definitely. That's what you got to do.
0: And that is for sure. For live music album, you have to you have to capture the person's attention right away because if you fail to do that, then they probably you know probably some will continue on with the album or or the live show, but then others like well I'm not impressed you know right. and so head out.
1: Yeah, exactly. You you have a short window to to you know make it count. So you make it count. <laughs>
0: That's right, you gotta make it count. Hope everyone is enjoying my interview with Michael Gabriel. We got much more of the conversation coming up. But before we resume the conversation, we gotta take a quick pause and hear a word from our friend DJ JC and the Brutal Block. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is DJ JC, and I'm one of the DJs over at Super Cool Radio. I host a one-hour metal show called The Brutal Block. We have new episodes every Tuesday dropping at noon. So if heavy metal music is something that you're
1: into, then make your way over to The Brutal Block. Throw up the horns
0: and let's get
1: rocking.
0: And I, I did want to talk about, this is a new question I have for the season. I think it's very relevant because you uh, we're talking about the new album, Genesis. So, for you, if you recorded what you considered to be the most perfect album, but it was never released, would you be content knowing you recorded it, or would you want it released?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Wow. Because there's so many different ways you can go about it, right?
0: There's multiple avenues. I've had so yeah. many different answers for this, and that's why I love asking it. Ooh,
1: I don't know. Man, that's really like, like kind of putting me on the spot, and you you start thinking you have all these philosophical questions that kind of go along with that. It's like there's is multiple the, layers is the is part. the music is it is it for you? I mean, I mean, I think I would rather it exist, you know. I just the fact that it exists is probably enough. Um, but at the same time, we think about why do we do this, you know? Um, because talent in all shapes and forms and sizes, um it's rare, right. And I think it's important that for thing for rare things to, for those to be shared, you know? So I think, you know, hmm. Yeah. I, I, I have to think about that one a, l- a little bit longer, but that's a great question. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> that's all right. So yeah. I, 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 that's probably, that's one of the, I mean, what,
1: what's, what's, what's your answer to that question? Since you've heard a whole lot of answers. What what do you think? Well uh, well actually one
0: that one that stuck out to me very recently and I thought this was a very good point. Um this was by Susie Moon whose interview is gonna be coming out pretty soon for on Super Cool Radio. Um she said uh that with the cost of like because she went to you know she had to record with you know she went to a studio to record it. So she's like with the cost of recording an album um it's almost financially unwise to not release it at that point since you spent the money you invested in The studio time and yourself and your Mm -hmm. band to record the music that it should be released to see what kind of feedback you do get i thought that was really cool and that was a different perspective that i was not expecting uh and for me personally my answer since i look at like i i do all these podcasts and there's unfortunately there's been a few where i couldn't release for bunch you know for a few different reasons i couldn't release and i'm kind of disappointed at it Mm -hmm. but any anything I do, anytime that I see the record button, I will like. I'm planning on releasing this right, at yeah. some point. So to me, and if you have a talent that you very much enjoy that you've invested in, I think it's it's almost unfair to the world that you don't share it.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I think that's a that's a very fair point.
0: I think so. Now i I, I do want to move on we'll, a little bit. We'll change a pace. I will no more hard questions until the last question at the end. I will tell you that. Uh, but for you, do you prepare like mentally prepare differently to record in the studio compared to performing live?
1: Uh, I think the process is. I think the process is probably technically sort of the same. Um, Uh, but uh, but also it depends because if you're going into the studio having really no idea what what you're going in there to record you know how do you prepare for that right if it's a show you know exactly what you're supposed to be playing you know if there's some sort of choreography or stage blocking you know you gotta brush up on that you know if there's there's i guess in that sense, it's, it can be a different mindset, um, because you can kind of systematically kind of set yourself up to make sure you're prepared. Your level of preparedness is what it needs to be for, you know, whatever you're doing, you know, um, and, and that's one of the reasons, you know, we have rehearsals, you know, and it's, I can't stress enough, you know, the rehearsal isn't for you to go in and learn your parts, you know, that's stuff that you should be doing at home. The rehearsal is for you to, you know, make sure you're fully show ready you know, for in a live setting. Um, And some of those things you don't necessarily have when you're recording in the studio, you know, you don't really need to worry about choreography or stage blocking or anything like that, you know? And then if you have no idea, if it's just like you're going in for a writing session or a jam, you know, I feel like it's important to kind of um, try not to overthink um, because I think that's the toughest part when you are in the studio. It can sometimes feel like a isolating experience, even if you're in a in a group, you know, or like, let's say you have a do, do an overdub and it's just you playing, you know, sometimes you get too much in your own head and it's like, you know, you're on take 50 of the same, you know, guitar lick or, you know, riff or, you know, whatever, solo or whatever. You know, I think it's important to try to stay loose, keep it fun so that you can just be creative, you know, cause that's really what it's about. It's about capturing a moment. You know, I think, especially nowadays, we get so laser focused on it being perfect. And then we forget that sometimes the perfection is in the imperfection.
0: That is a great way to describe it. I know um, someone else told me that uh, it's almost taking the human element out of music. If right. It's just so perfect.
1: Yeah, it becomes sterile, you know, and I've done that to myself, you know, as, a, as an engineer, as a producer, you know, sometimes the rough, the demo sounds better. Then, you know, the the project that you've spent hours, you know, producing and fine tuning and tweaking and everything. And then you go, man, I just sucked the life out of it. What am I doing? You know,
0: exactly. And I, I've, again, I've talked to so many people where they're like, this might not sound the most perfect, but it captured the moment that I wanted it to. Right. And that is for, for a lot of people, that's that's kind of the, the human imperfection is a part of music. It's been a part of music for so many, you know, generations and decades that nowadays with, you know, we have such great technology as you're very much aware of.
1: Auto-tune, quantizing, you know, all that, you know, it's like sometimes we get a little carried away. um, And like you said, it it can suck the life out of the music.
0: It definitely can. And again, I know some people like that very squeaky, clean sounding music um which is great i have no you know no issues
1: with that yeah there's uh, ways to, there's ways to do it where you don't lose the emotion um but that's a skill in and of itself too that takes years of dedication and in in crafting and really owning your craft you know honing your craft um but uh there there's a song on the record uh Sunday afternoon on Genesis um where i recorded the lead vocal just using like my headphone mic because I was, uh, I wasn't in the studio at the time, but I, you know, was at the piano and, you know, I was singing the song, uh, the lyrics to the song. And I was, it originally it was just gonna be like the demo, you know, rough vocal. But I liked it so much, and I was like, yeah. But I didn't record it on the on my nice mic and all this, all the excuses. But I really liked the rawness and emotion and imperfection in the vocal, um, because it just suited the lyrical content so well and uh you know then i remembered you know it's it's not so much about the tools right um like there's a saying it's not it's not about the tools that you have the quality of the tools it's the craftsman right behind the tools so i i kept the vocal i kept the rough in there and that's what you hear in the record too
0: well that is really cool. I didn't, you know, i didn't know that about uh about that song but mm-hmm. it it's again music is very emotion based it it's actually I'll I'll say it's almost purely emotion based for for the the writing process and the recording process that's just like you know refining it um and as we said we can refine it so much that you lose all the emotion but Mm -hmm. to capture that emotion so well it does as you said it doesn't really matter you know the quality it's how it 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 is who you are and the skills that you have and the craftsman in you
1: right yep exactly yeah exactly
0: but I, I did, I did want to talk about uh, as, as we're coming to the closer to the end of this interview. I, I, I really enjoyed Genesis. I've been again listening to that for so much. But I did want to talk about because you were also the co-producer, lead guitarist, and studio en- engineer for Sheila E. Yes. How did you start? Uh, how did you meet her, and like, how did you start working with her?
1: Okay, so that's uh, that's going into a little bit of my background. So, just going to do that briefly. Um, Sheila is actually my godmother. Uh, her and my mom grew up in the area, uh, Bay Area together, Bay Area, California, and uh, they actually moved to Los Angeles um, together when, when Sheila made the, made the move. And uh, so my father, uh, Gilbert Davison, was uh, Prince's personal security and then ended up becoming his manager and president of Paisley Park. My mom was Sheila E.'s co-lyricist and tour manager. So those two, they met on the Purple Rain World Tour. And so I like to jokingly say, you know, I'm kind of like a product of that tour. Had it not been for that tour, I would not exist. So the families have just stayed connected ever since then. Um, When I was 16 years old, I called her up and I said, you know, hey, can I have an internship at your studio? You know, I, I don't care if I'm cleaning garbage cans or you know, whatever it is that I'm doing, and she said, you know what? Yeah, I I need uh I have a bunch of DATs, old recordings that I need transferred. So you can come and do that and, you know, just kind of stick around. Well, some months later, she uh she asked me, she says, OK, hey, my head engineer left to go out on tour and he's going to be gone for, you know, like six months or, you know, whatever. Do you know how to run any of this equipment because I need an engineer? And I said, yeah, I do. And so I became her head engineer. And I've been working with her since I was 16 years old, on and off, in different various things. And working with her has provided me so many other opportunities to work, you know, in film and television, and you know, touring and all this stuff. It just really kind of opened the doors for me in a tremendous way. Um, and so I'm filled with nothing but gratitude for, you know, the u- uniqueness of that situation. You know, now that I'm older, you know, at the time I didn't understand how unique. And different that sort of situation was growing up around you know these celebrities and musicians and uh, legends and icons and stuff now, you know um I, I was looking at it all through the eyes of a child, so I didn't fully understand it at the time, but like i like i said i I'm, I'm filled with nothing but gratitude now for the blessings I've been able to experience
0: well it is truly incredible and you know a very uh, great uh, situation for you and very very i didn't know a lot of uh, yeah. what you just said i think that is, it is just so cool and i'm i am very happy um for you and for for everybody that um and it's such a, a great uh opportunity and a great situation for you so i'm very yeah. happy
1: for you yeah thank you very much i appreciate it
0: now i do i got two more questions the, the i have one last harder question but i did want to start because you've worked with so many incredible uh musicians you've collaborated with many as i said in my intro is there any artists that you want to collaborate with that you have not yet? And I
1: haven't. Hmm. I'm sure there is. I haven't I haven't given it a whole lot of thought before. Um I don't know. Yeah, this is gonna be a weird sort of answer, but that diamond in the rough artist that has yet to be discovered, I think that would be really cool. I like that actually. Because- Because there there are so there's so many talented you know artists and whatnot that don't always get the recognition that they deserve, you know. So I I don't know who that is. I can't stick a name to it. (laughs) So maybe that's kind of a weird way of sort of avoiding the answer, but that's (laughs) that's my my answer.
0: (laughs) But uh, I wrote because there, as you said, there's so many musicians out there that um, you know do deserve more recognition for stuff and. I think whatever collaboration that comes down the road for you, I bet it's gonna be awesome.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: All right, last thing. I was building this up, building this question up. I've included this for a couple seasons now. What has been your most favorite moment from your musical career so far?
1: Hmm. Again, this is kind of a weird sort of answer, but I'm gonna say it anyway. And maybe I'll give you another one too. But uh, the moment that I'm in right now, you know. (laughs) I think it's so important that, you know, it's 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 great for us to go back and appreciate where we've been and it's important for us also to plan for our future, but we can't forget to live in the moment, right? You know, so much so many times especially when we think about our future, we're so focused on the goal. We're so focused on reaching summit that we forget to appreciate the journey. And but that's what life is really about, right? And, Whether, you know, things are good at the time or bad at the time, we just, we got to appreciate the journey. So that's, that's my answer.
0: (laughs) I actually, I really like that answer. You're the first person to say that. And I, I really liked it because uh, this is something I've learned recently with a lot of the stuff I do is like, just live in the moment that you're in right now. Don't think about what you're going to do tomorrow. Don't, you know, you can plan, that's fine. But while you're there right now, when I cover live shows and stuff, it's like, I want to be here enjoying the yeah. time I'm that I'm here
1: be present be present
0: exactly i'm not going to think about like you know driving back to my home the next day or three you know 3 hours away or anything like that i want to yeah. take in this moment right now
1: right well, well okay so here's my bonus right okay. go for it when, yeah. we, when we played uh, the grammys um there was a lot of that sort of feeling right um i uh, i sometimes say you know okay if you're if you're in a situation that feels uncomfortable or you're nervous or you're afraid, you know, think about the after because, you know, generally your life isn't going to end like right then and there, you know, it's a lot of the stuff we're nervous about, you know, they're most of the time, like 90% of the time, maybe 99% of the time, they're not life threatening situations. It's just, you know, we're nervous or, you know, whatever it is, the butterflies in your feelings sort of stomach, you know public speaking, you know, getting on, getting in front of a large crowd or, you know, whatever it is, I don't know. Um, so when we, uh, when we played the Grammys in 2020, there was a lot of that sort of, you know, I'm going to be in this moment because how often do you get to play the Grammys? You know, it's arguably, you know, one of the world's biggest stages, you know, so there was a sense of preparedness that kind of helped ease whatever nerves that you would have, you know, cause we're in rehearsals a lot, um, you know, so it's it's uh it, that makes it a little easier. But uh yeah, when when we finally hit the stage, the cameras and lights were on and everything. It was just about savoring that moment, you know. And so that's that's my bonus answer.
0: <laughs> I I really like that bonus answer. And the Grammys are just so prestigious too to to be a part of that long lineage and right. history that the Grammys have. Yeah. A truly incredible experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: All right. So, as I wrap this up, uh what are the plans for 2023 for Michael Gabriel?
1: Touring, man. I've been uh oh. Yeah, I've been chopping at the bit to, you know, play some of these songs live. So, that's kind of going to be uh primary area focus. So, um in terms of other sort of uh digital and virtual sort of releases, um this album to me, there's the visual aspect is really important. So you can um, look forward to seeing many more music videos for all of the songs. Um, And I'm also working on a deluxe version of the record with, uh, you know, bonus songs that uh, originally weren't included on the record, but I'm going to add them on the deluxe version. So all those things. Oh, I I really enjoy
0: it. I definitely I, I, I look forward to seeing you live because I know it's you're gonna put on a killer show.
1: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I can't can't wait to invite you. When we where are you at? Where what, what city are you in? I'm based out of South Bend, Indiana. Oh, right on. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Um, well, when we come into town, I'll let you know.
0: Definitely. I well, I definitely look forward to that moment. But Michael, thank you so much for chatting with me. I had a fantastic time hanging out
1: likewise. with you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So I'm gonna I'm, I'll drop some links for uh, Genesis for yourself as well in the description of this podcast. Please check out all of those links and Michael, thank you so much and uh, I look forward to meeting you in person.
1: All right, man, take care.
0: So for Michael Gabriel, I am Matthew Thomas, the host of Super Cool Radio. Thank you so much for watching and listening and remember, stay frosty.